Here it comes, the latest people, trends, and news on sustainable living in and around our corner of the country. Down to Earth with Mrs. Green, Spotlight on the Southwest. And now, Mrs. Green. Welcome, everybody. You are indeed listening to Down to Earth with Mrs. Green, Spotlight on the Southwest. And for this show, we should have called it Sunlight on the Southwest. I like it when those thoughts come to me as I start a show and bring a smile to my face. The name of our show tonight is Thinking About Solar. And I am ever hopeful that once you listen to the show, you will know more. You will be able to make a wise choice about if solar is right for you some other great options if it isn't in terms of the community solar programs. So please join me in welcoming my in-studio guest. I love it when I have an in-studio guest, Joseph Barrios. Joe is the supervisor of media relations at Tucson Electric Power Company, and he really does have a lot of good content to share with us. It's a really hot topic, so to speak. I'm just full of puns tonight, Joe. It's really good. I mean, so let's get started. Welcome and thanks for being here. Sure. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. So it is an important time in our world and the topic of climate change and all of those things where we live in a place that has about 350 days of sunshine. And I Googled that just before you got here and I thought, well, it might have been 350 last year. It's probably going to be 360 this year because it's it's heating up. So yeah. I always like to start with an overview and a little bit of a historical and historical perspective. So what's TEP's history with solar? Sure. Well, you know, our uh, our company has uh, really a long history with renewable energy and, and solar energy. You know, we have a... Um, uh, our, our first renewable energy resource w- was built uh, over 10 years ago uh, here in town. It was about a, a half a megawatt. You know, for reference, uh, a megawatt of solar power can power about 200 homes for a year. And when we started over 10 years ago, we had that very small system. And then uh, in 2004, thereabouts, we built a, uh, a four, it was like four and a half megawatts of, of solar energy. And, you know, it, it's a, it was a community scale system, you know, one of those, uh, a larger system that, that you, uh, some people refer to as solar farms. Um, and, you know, that was at one point one of the largest solar uh, resources in the country and I think in the world. Uh, again, this was more, more than a decade ago. And, um, you know, that was sort of the, that, that's just where we were at until about 2010, things really started taking off. We built a, uh, another community scale system at the University of Arizona Science and Technology Park. And the following year, we started signing long-term um, uh, power purchase agreements um, here in the community where we would buy solar energy from other uh, from other companies and so over time you know we've we've added to our renewable resources and it's something that uh, you know we're very proud of uh, we've tried to be innovative while trying to uh, make decisions that are cost effective because you know we always have to consider uh, many things what's the cost going to be to the customer is the sor- is the resource reliable because certainly people want their lights to turn on when they they flip the switch or their 
air conditioning when it's 92 in March. Definitely their air conditioning. Absolutely. <laughs> I want my air and, conditioning. And and on those unfortunate and relatively rare occasions when it happens, we, we hear about it. So, I mean, so, so certainly we want our service to be, to be reliable. But we're, we're at the point now where... Uh, by the end of this year, we expect to have something on the order of 290 megawatts of, of solar, uh, which is enough for, it's about 58,000 homes. And, and, and that's just solar. That doesn't include uh, wind resources that we receive uh, power from, and it doesn't consider, um, you know, distributed generation, uh, people's, uh, you know, customers' rooftop systems. Um, so, you know, we're very, we're very proud. I mean, we've, we've been investing in solar for a long time, and we'll, we'll keep doing so. And if you go out there to the tech park, which I have, it does mm-hmm. look like a farm. It goes forever and ever, and there's other farms that are out there, but there's a lot going on. Right. And then yeah. I took a tour when they were doing the solar tours sure. of the research out at TEP off of like Ajo and or Halliburty. I don't know. I was on the bus, so I don't know where the power uh, station is. Yeah, uh, near, yeah, near near Irvington and Irvington. Uh, Interstate Ten area, right? Yeah, that that general area. Right, I mean, exactly, I know yeah. I was on a bus, so I was talking, and yeah. then we showed up, but it was like it was very. Um, important for me to see that there's a lot of research going on in terms of solar is constantly evolving oh, right. and changing and what you put in 10 years ago is very different I'm sure than what you do now and, you know this is not a trick question I think it's a great question where do you stand up or can you answer this about other utilities in the country because I know you've gotten you've gotten national awards for being top performers sure in solar sure I, you know it, it it depends on on the the, the measure you're using uh, so right now if you look at simple capacity how many megawatts of power we have we're we're not as large as as other utilities i mean certainly there are bigger utilities in the country they have more customers right. and greater resources right. um but but you know we like to think of ourselves as being forward thinking i mean again we've been um, building solar for a long time, and we, uh, you know, the company prides itself on on trying to find resources that are cost effective uh, for customers. We're proud of some of the programs that you know we offered, um, you know, years ago. Uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, we, we've proposed more that we think customers will be interested in. Um, so I- innovation is is very important to us. Um, so it, it it really depends on on what what you're looking at. But uh, you know, we we are proud of our record, and, and we we have won some awards, and so you know, those are nice too. Those are nice too. It's always nice to hear from the outside yeah. what people think about what you're doing. Certainly. So. You talked a little bit more, and let's go into a little bit more depth about community-scale solar and rooftop solar. You know, the que- it begs the question, why solar energy? It's something you're pursuing, and why is it so important, which I, of course, believe it is, for um, being considered for utility companies moving forward with more solar? Sure. I, I mean, it, it just makes sense. Uh, obviously, in, in Arizona, we have a ton of sunshine. I mean, I, th- I think that's one thing people can agree because there's a, a lot of different perspectives when you when you talk about solar energy. For, for us, uh, again, when we think about solar, we think about um, both um, uh, community scale, the large systems that, you know, we've talked a little bit about, and about rooftop, rooftop systems. And, you know, uh, it wasn't that long ago, a few years ago, where uh, if you were 
uh, a customer and you were interested in solar energy and you wanted to, uh, to, to make an investment, you were more or less looking at purchasing a system. And, and that, you know, that was, uh, that, that cost a lot more uh, a number of years ago. Um, as time passed and more people invested in solar, obviously, the cost of the technology came down, the cost of installation came down, um, the installers got better and better at, at what they did. Um, and, you know, we, uh, like all of our rates, um, we at one point um, had uh, financial incentives that had been approved by the Arizona Corporation Commission. Um, uh, again, over time, as those costs came down, um, those incentives were reduced. And we don't uh, offer those anymore. But even as that happened, you saw um, changes to the the opportunities that were available. You know, there's solar leasing now, uh, obviously, which a lot of customers have taken advantage of. And then, of course, we've uh, proposed some new programs. And so, um, you know, I, I think when you talk about solar, there's more to talk about now than 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 ever before, and there's more options to the to the customer, which is you know, which is exciting for people. And leasing was key. I remember when all that happened because it was out of reach for a lot of socioeconomic groups and then leasing became available and one of the things that I loved seeing was that it wasn't just the big national companies that could do it right. some of our local heroes for me to you know to technicians for sustainability and net sure. zero and geo innovation they had to figure out how to get on that bandwagon right. so they could offer leasing to their customers and it was a it was a good day because we always want to support the locals and you know i just have to do a little whirling dervish moment i was talking to a friend of mine today who lives in massachusetts and i asked people what's the weather like because you talked again about sunshine mm -hmm. and he said it was sleeting and i said <laughs> what sleet oh yeah sleet i remember and it's i think it's when you live in tucson you are interested about weather in other places because if anybody asks us, we just say, oh, it's sunny today yeah, for, for most of the time. We, we get to brag. Yeah. So let's talk more specifically about the TEP residential solar program. Simply put, what is it? Sure. Uh, so that's a, a program that is now available. Um, it, it's uh, And it's new. Uh, it's a program for customers who are interested in, in rooftop solar, um, but it's a little different than maybe that traditional, some of those traditional models that we, that we talked about. Um, basically, you know, uh, if you purchase a system, it can still cost tens of thousands of dollars. Um, there might be reasons why customers um, don't want to enter into a lease agreement. And so basically, we uh, will install a system on a customer's home we uh, at, uh, we maintain the system. We um, cover all of the installation costs, and in in return, the customer receives fixed price electric service um, for up to twenty five years. And so there there are some advantages there. The customer never needs to worry about uh, paying for the system. They don't need to worry about um, maintenance. And uh, there, there is a, a fee of uh, $250 to, to process an application. But beyond that, uh, once a system is installed, they have solar on their roof and they will receive, um, again, electric service at this fixed price. And that price is based on their previous electric usage. So new customers that, that sign up for this program and, and have the systems installed can expect to pay about what they were paying previously. The advantage there is um, because that price is fixed over 25 years, uh, they can enjoy a uh, price protection. So if regular rates go up, 
um, their the price they pay for their service for it, 25 years for, for 25 years is set, is set at the same price um, another advantage is let's say you sign up for the program and you're interested in installing energy efficiency options there's a, a margin um, that you can you know consume electric service in and if you um, can reduce your your usage by more than 15 percent then that uh, we can adjust what you pay every month so uh, again you can enjoy a fixed price for more than two decades um, but you can also take measures to reduce your overall bill if you um, install energy efficiency options and i think that we don't want to go into that too much because i'm going to actually do a whole show on the energy efficiency options sure, and that really matters but a little bit about that those are kinds of things that TEP is being very proactive about, if I understand it correctly, where you can get, you know, they're, t they're coming, they'll do an energy audit, you're weather stripping, double pane windows, and there are actual incentives for the the economic, the energy efficiencies. Right, yes? exactly. Yeah. So that program is really, really largely successful i mean it's pretty impressive i can't wait to get those numbers yeah ab absolutely yeah lots of new programs there and and lots of them already in place so yeah. you said that it is a new program what's actually the status of it today is it rolled out and sure. you're pushing it uh to get people to know about it find out more and move forward a ab absolutely it was the the program was approved by the commission at the end of 2014 and because it was new for us, it took a little time to, to build it. We had to uh, procure materials and we had to uh, select local solar installers. Um, there's, I think, three local solar installers that we work with. They actually uh, perform the installations and, and the maintenance That's on the system. That's what I was going to ask you. So you're subcontracting that with local providers. It, that's it, awesome. It, 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 exactly. And that was, that was, uh, that's a, another part of the program we're proud of because we're, we're in the business of, of providing uh, electric service as, you know, as reliably Not as we can. Installers. <laughs> well, right. I, I mean, and, and the the uh, the local companies we're working with, I mean, they've been here for a number of years. They know their job. They're good at it. And, you know, we very much value that um, that relationship we have with them. Um, but it, it did take some time to, to build that program. The point we're at now, uh, we have a, mm, over 100 customers uh, that have the systems installed on their rooftops. Uh, we've, we have signed applications for more and we continue to accept applications in uh, in batches. So uh, so we do have some systems installed, but there is room for um, for more participation. And we have a ton of information on our website at tep.com. If customers are interested, they are certainly invited to take a look. They can add their name to an interest list. And um, every month or, or two months, uh, we we open up um, we open it up to accepting applications. And then, of course, it takes a little time for us to process the applications, to talk with customers, to make sure that they are interested and um, want to commit to the program. Um, but we're you know we're we're certainly excited about it. We've had a lot of good feedback about it, and and there is uh, there's there is still room for participation. Uh, we're even looking at um, expanding the program. Uh, we'd have to get approval for that, of course, but it's it's something that um, we're we're excited about. And you'd really like to expand it, Joe. What is? Do you, does it ever happen where a customer comes to you and your staff would actually say it's really not a good choice for you? I mean, is solar solar in my, from where I sit? 
it's not for everybody. Yeah. So do you assess that? Oh, certainly, certainly. And there, there are, there are circumstances where, uh, you know, say, uh, perhaps a customer is planning to move in a number of years. Um, uh, they, they may decide it's, it's not for them and that that's fine. Uh, we've, we have seen other circumstances where, uh, we, uh, give the contract to the customer. They want to sign it. They want to participate. But, uh, when we go out to their home, you know, their home may not be structurally um, appropriate to have solar panels installed. Not compatible. Well, yeah. right, and it's 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 certainly unfortunate. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's not. Uh, we we do take care to make sure that before we install a system, um, that the you know it's appropriate for the customer and and, and for us. Yeah, it's pretty permanent. <laughs> right, like exactly. You don't just pick this up and move it yeah, when you go they, to the next the, house. The, these systems, they last longer and longer and perform better and better than they than they ever used to. And there's a lot of complicated parts to it, looking at the square footage and what their energy use is, I would assume, a lot more to it than just that. Right, it, it, exactly. And, and uh, you know, it's uh, because it's a new program, we're... Um, you know, we're we're still working with with customers who have questions about um, about solar in general. I mean, we've uh, we've talked to many customers who had never considered purchasing a system or leasing a system, and so they're they're rightfully so doing their homework, uh, and that's something that we've always we've always advised our customers to do, um, even when we had financial incentives. Um, we would advise them to talk to a number of installers to, to, uh, to look at the options available in terms of how big is your system going to be and what type of technology is available, um, you know, how much is it going to cost. And, and so now there's more, you know, there's more options than ever before. And um, so we, we have uh, worked with some customers who are at that stage where they're, they're looking at their options, they want to know what's available, and they're trying to decide um, whether it makes sense for them to to invest in in solar, um, so so uh, the the more we you know we um, uh, roll out the program, the more we we see uh, what customers are looking for and the different sorts of um, options that make make sense for them. You know, one of the uh, the advantages of of our program is that it's available to customers regardless of their credit scores sometimes that can that can uh, present a barrier for customers who are interested in purchasing their systems um and and so that that's that's uh, huge actually yeah it, it it certainly certainly and you know we also um we also uh you know one of the one of the advantages of of the uh, program another one is that as a regulated utility um, you know, uh, there are uh, consumer protections available under uh, because we fall under the oversight of the Corporation Commission. So, uh, you know, when when customers uh, call and they ask questions, they you know are learning that, uh, like like you said, there's there's a lot to it. I mean, there's a lot of homework to do, and there's a lot of options out there. And some sometimes it can it can take a while before you know you can make uh, make, make the the decision. And as a consumer, one of the things that popped into my head is, so you subcontract with the three um, local providers, the local installers. If something goes wrong, who, where does the buck stop? Does it stop with TEP or with the local installer? I think that's a really good consumer question. Sure. It, yeah, it makes perfect sense. You know, I, I, think, I think really, I mean, ultimately it, it, uh, it, would, it would stop with us. Um, you know, certainly we would have to, to work with uh, with uh, customers if they have questions or if they if they have concerns. 
uh, again, you know, we did take some time to... To vet those suppliers. Exactly, the the suppliers and and the installers. We, you know, looked for materials that that we thought would, you know, withstand the test of time and would perform well under, you know, a variety of conditions. And uh, and then we talked to a number of installers to to make sure that, you know... um, the expectations that our customers have would be would be met because they rely on us for for reliable service i mean it's it's as simple as when you flip the switch you you want the lights to come on and that standard should be you know should be the same for a program like this uh, e- even though it's new they put their trust into into our company and and we don't want to disappoint we'd we'd rather we'd rather exceed those those expectations so you know in a in a in a circumstance where a customer had a a concern or or a question they could certainly talk to us um if there was a maintenance issue then you know we we would work with the installers and and again cover cover costs of of any repairs that might be necessary for the the system itself there is you know some responsibility on the part of the um, the the customer. I mean, they essentially are responsible for you know maintenance of their property. But again, when it comes to the system itself, installing it, maintaining it, and and of course taking care that it's installed properly so it doesn't right, damage right. anything. You know, the, the, uh, we we've considered all that, and that's all that's all part of the program. You've got it covered. Right. Okay. I'm very interested about this next question, and it's the community solar program. Talk about that. How does it work? And I want to know how it's different from the Bright Tucson Community Solar. Sure. sure. So, with uh, so the uh, proposed Community Solar Program would be uh, would be similar to the Residential Solar Program, in that uh, customers who who sign up for the program. Um, they would they would essentially be able to receive uh, electric service um, at a fixed price over over a, a long period of time, and um, we don't have approval for the program right now, but we have submitted our uh, application for that. Um, and the to the, the corporation the, to the corporation commission, right? As as, as with many things, um, but we we are excited about it. It would be it would be again. Um, uh, different than other programs we've offered before, uh, similar in many ways to Bright Tucson, but but also different. Uh, the power uh, would would be generated by a, a community scale system, about five megawatts, that hasn't been constructed yet. The way we're looking at it now, we would build a new uh, community scale system somewhere within our service territory. Um, or, or, or near our service territory, and that would actually provide the power that's delivered to customers. Uh, like the residential solar program, customers would receive ser- uh, their service at a fixed price, um, and it, they would, uh, you know, they, they could enjoy all those same protections, uh, price protections, for example, um, compared to the regular rates. So if the if regular rates go up, then uh, customers, you know, could enjoy um, paying for power at that fixed price. Is it going to be the same as it is is now? Because I'm a bright, I buy, I call it the guilt reduction program <laughs> because I buy a portion of my bill is dedicated to that. So that piece is, that's rate protected and it was kind of like buying shares in solar. That's how that's how this consumer translated it to do it. Are those pieces going to be in? Is it going to be your whole bill, 
or is it going to be can you still do a portion of your bill as community solar it it would be it would be similar to uh the bright tucson program in that in that it would be it would be fixed it might be um different though in that with the uh uh bright tucson community solar program and, and it sounds like you know this you uh you can essentially choose how much solar power you're you're purchasing and so with with bright tucson which is has been up in operation for about five years now um uh you you purchase blocks of power in um in uh, in blocks of 150 kilowatt hours and and so there's great flexibility there there's also flexibility to decide if you aren't interested in the program or you want to make an adjustment to how much you're purchasing uh, you can do that on a month-to-month basis the um uh, uh, the community solar program is designed to function um you know more more like the residential solar program it's a long-term commitment for customers who are who are interested in solar energy and they're looking for um, the right type of solar program for them and um, it it would offer those long-term you know those long-term benefits you know i do want to get on a little bit to um you have a lot of hearings coming up with the corporation commission but we before we go to that how long have you been in this position since i've known you i think Right. I've been with the company almost 10 years. Yeah. yeah. So about since Mrs. Green was born, about that nine sounds, years ago. Sounds about right. Yeah. So where is the consumer? I follow Twitter. I follow Facebook. I love your plugged in as a, and I'm talking as a consumer, not even as Mrs. Green, but sure. plugged in is your newsletter. You have it for residential. You have it for business. Right. It really informs me about things and it's written in a fun, informative way and it looks cute and all this stuff that <laughs> makes me want to open the newsletter. And, and I mean that it's like, it's not a, a false compliment, but where is the consumer? Because there's going to be stuff coming up in the 10 years that you've been in how are you weathering the storm of change there's lots of changes and solar has changed sure so are the consumers looking for more renewables uh, just most of them don't care which is sadly true about a lot of them as it relates to things like climate right. change right. i mean i know the consumers so where in your history are you seeing the consumers more informed not as informed what's going on more, more informed and maybe more involved um you know one nice thing about our our company is we have uh field employees for example that have been working for the company for for decades 30 years Literally, 30 yes. years or 40 years right and what i've heard from them is that they've seen more changes in the last five or ten years than they did in the previous 20 or 30 i would and, agree and heightened it, awareness it, it, exactly i mean i mean the i guess the um, you know it, traditionally customers would you know pay their bills and as long as the lights turned on maybe there wasn't a lot of thought about it uh, about you know how, how they were receiving power or how we were producing it uh, you know, wh- wh- I think what we see now is we see customers who are, you know, they 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 always want reliable service. They always want rates that are fair and um, and and cost effective, and we we understand that. But we also hear from customers who are looking for ways to manage their own energy use and and their own you know they want they're looking for ways to manage their monthly bill that's where the energy efficiency programs come into play and they're interested in like we've been talking about in in solar energy and they want to learn more about it and they want to know how that can factor into their their monthly bill and i would recommend people to go to tep.com 
and look at what's going on there. It's an easy website to navigate. It is whoever did that, like my kingdom for that kind yeah. of ease of navigation because it Thank really you. matters. But you can find stuff. And I'm, you know how many websites I visit in a week as sure. Mrs. Green? So it's TEP.com is great. And you can find, like, to me, plugged in if you want to find that because I gave it a shout out. You just go to TEP.com forward slash news. And it's very easy because yeah. I put that in there. And we, we really do offer our, our website as a, as a resource. If, if you have questions about our renewable energy programs, it's a great place to go. If you have questions about, uh, we have a, a pending rate application uh, before the Corporation Commission. We have information there. Energy efficiency programs, renewable energy programs, paying your bill. We, we really try to make it a resource that's easy for customers to use. Um, so that they can, uh, you know, find answers to their questions uh, or submit questions. Maybe there's something there that we haven't thought about, and we're we're always happy to to respond to to customers' concerns or questions. So yes, it, it definitely is a good a good place for them. It's to go. a good place, and I will say this too. But here I am at 65 years young. I follow the Twitter feed for power outages. Mm -hmm. There's a Twitter feed for TEP, but if the power goes out, I go on Twitter and look and see what you're saying to know where it is, what when can I expect my power back? And I mean, that should put a smile on your face because 10 years ago, none of us were finding Twitter outages for TEP. And I, I'm really sorry we are out of town at time in about one minute, but the rate, the upcoming um, Corporation Commission, advice to listeners who want to go solar, who want to get involved in this and find out, what's your recommendation? Sure. I, 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 the, the website is a great place to start. We have, again, information specifically about our rate application. We also have a separate page for customers, uh, like we've been talking about, who are considering going solar. That's the, like, there it is. We're finished. <laughs> the five minutes. <laughs> Joe Barrios, thanks for being with us. You guys, Dominique Brownie, Moms Clean Air Force on April 2nd and on March 30th, Jackie Wasilek about boot camp for National Association of Women Business Owners. Thanks for being with us, Joe. Time does fly when you're having fun. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody.